When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. I'm back from Texas. Things are settling down. We are back in the saddle. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Let's see. We have a lot of new stuff on marriagetherapyradio.com, some products and events that Laura and I are promoting. Go check that out. Also, we're still doing the Instagram. Last week, we went over 500, which was amazing. If that's not you, go over to the Instagram. Follow us at marriagetherapyradio.com. I'll be grateful. Today, we are talking about uh, Sue Johnson and her work in emotion-focused therapy. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time with Sue Johnson. I don't know a ton about her work. Laura does. She teaches me about it. And uh, I've actually found it really helpful. I've been using it with my clients. So I'm going to learn some more. Hope you will, too. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. I'm grieving your shirt for you, your naked oh, city shirt. So, okay, so like, are you going? What's the deal? Why am I grieving? I forget the story. Is it? I just I was down? a regular at this bar, naked city, and you're not. Well, they closed. Okay, that's what I was wondering: is if they yeah. closed? Yeah, no, like, they closed. Shut the doors because of COVID. No, they shut the doors before it was in. It was like Christmas Eve. Last call was Christmas Eve, 2018. But I was a regular there for like nine years. Oh, and so then yeah. they closed and that was sad. And I had a sad grieving party. Yeah. Um, and then what was the, that was the place where you and Rebecca would sit down at the, at the bar and they would know what your, Oh, totally. Your orders yeah. Were. Yeah. We yeah. would have a, we had a regular date night there on our date on Thursday afternoons. Um, nice. Where everybody. Yeah, totally. Everybody. I mean, it was like, I didn't even order. I never ordered there. It, it's, yeah. um, it's but now I've been trying to find a new one. I'm, I, uh, I go to this one spot now that during Mary's soccer practices and, um, this is, this is who I am. I'm the guy in the corner, the creeper that's like trying to listen in on conversations. No, 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 no. There's a, um, it's always pretty crowded except for inside. Um, there's a spot in the corner and I just go there cause I can just, I'm a mm -hmm. creature of habit and I order, order tater tots and two ginger beers and, um, wait, they, two ginger beers at the same time. Oh, I order two at the counter and then I uh -huh. drink one and then I go back and I get the other one. But okay. I just pay right. all at once because you pay at the got beginning. It. Yes. Anyway, so they, my tater tots, they get re they're ready. And then the people who deliver the tater tots, they go out into the courtyard and they walk around for like 
minutes trying to find me because you have a little number on your table. And you're the guy in the corner. And then they're like, oh, it's the guy in the corner. The guy uh-huh. in the corner is back. The guy in the They're like, oh, you're the yeah. guy in the corner. You're the guy in the corner. I've heard that like three yeah. times. So um, <laughs> that's as close as I've gotten to recreating my being a regular at a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love by it the though. Way, I, think, I think being a regular is really important. It's nine o'clock in the morning. But here's the thing. It's, it's the, I know it's nine o'clock. This is leftover from last night. Uh, when I have when class, you were drinking I love with your this. clients, like you were seeing I your was, clients it, late. <laughs> and you... I was, see, I saw my last client at four and then I had mm-hmm. class from five to eight and I just, so you're drinking during class. On. Yes. But it's my non-alcoholic beer. It's just, gonna, it how, tastes like beer. How is sex school going? I think that's what I'm going to call sex. it. Sex school. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And I have to tell you that I am pumped because um, I found you have to have supervisors and I found what I think are like the best of the best in the industry to supervise me, consult me, guide me on my path. So I just, I like have this tribe and I really feel like I'm going to be the best sex therapist that I possibly can be with these. So Tina, who we had I, um, on the podcast, uh, what episode was it? Jeez. 69. It was a it was 69 yeah. oh yeah wait i did what that is on it? purpose all right that's right so tina who was no, here's, on no you know what you say 69 no here's what you say 69 whenever you say 69 the yeah. douchebag thing to say like the frat bow thing to say is nice nice you hear the word 69 well, you go nice nice yeah. yeah well 69 is hot i have to say nice it's been a while but i'm just gonna I haven't had that view in a bit. <laughs> Anywho, sex therapy school is great. Really pumped on it. Um, I do have something I want to talk about, though, specifically okay. on the podcast. All right. Um, I'm here for it. You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support, and that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor. With the ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging, through the phone, or video conferencing. The matching process is quick but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com MTR. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. T-R-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R help H-E-L-P dot com forward slash M-T-R and you receive a special discount as a Marriage Therapy Radio listener. Okay, so I've been thinking a lot about... Can I say one more thing? (sighs) Okay. Sorry. You know how I like to ask famous people to be on our podcast? Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody said yes. Who? I'm are you even going to say, are gonna, they, I, are I'm they going to nail it down? Famous? I just got the email this morning, just came into my inbox this morning. And can you give me a hint of like what so industry? Sorry. No, here's the thing. I, I have to like swimmer. That's really hot with tattoos. Just wondering. No. Um, okay. although it mm-hmm. is an Olympic athlete. Okay. So that's all I'm going to tell you for now. 
and I got to prep you because sometimes I think you, um, you, you're like, okay, well, we'll see if this person has anything to say. And, but I'm going right. to help you like believe in my interview and, uh, it's going to okay. be amazing. Okay. By the way, I, I already, I already revealed that it's not Ryan Reynolds. Because Ryan it Reynolds is, is not, not an Olympic an athlete. Olympic athlete. Okay, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is not an Olympic athlete. Okay, um, okay. here's one. Okay, let's actually use this as an example because okay, um, Olympic oh, athletes take a it takes a lot of of time, energy, resources to train for the like the Olympics. And that is true. I've been I've been also thinking about my own. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you again because focus. first of all, of most of our reviews lately have been pretty positive, and nobody has said anything about me cutting you off. So I'm going to need to do that uh, just a couple more times. Okay, but listen, okay, I, I promise I'm going to let you talk after this. But I was thinking of this last time, and I forgot to tell you. This is my new joke that I use in therapy all the time because I'm I you do cut me off for a joke. I do do this Olympic. Uh, like sort of team sport sort of thing that you're about to do. But basically this is how I set it up in my client time right now. I go, by the way, right now I'm an expert on all the sports. Cause I watched the Olympics this summer. <laughs> That's it. So I know everything there is to know about skeet shooting and yeah. Olympic diving and beach volleyball. I'm an, I'm an absolute expert in all of this stuff because right. I learned. Cause you've been watching the Olympics. Yeah. That was that a joke? I missed the punchline. No, the joke part is the part where I say, by the way, I'm an expert in all the sports because I watch the Olympics. Okay. Got it. It's subtle. Not even it's subtle humor. You. It is subtle. It's, you know, almost fell right under the radar. <laughs> almost. <laughs> okay. Might've missed it. All right. Do, all right. Focus. Let's do this. So here's, here's what I'm thinking about. Okay. I'm thinking about this concept that Sue Johnson, um, she has a book called Hold Me Tight. It's amazing. Um, her work is amazing. It it works very, very well. It's called emotionally focused therapy. And okay. it just really has great synergy with, with Dr. Gottman's work. They've worked together before. We've mentioned Sue Johnson before. But she has this idea of, are you there for me? And R is, is it called an acronym when, it, when it, each letter stands for a word? Uh, yeah, I'm having a little bit of a brain thing. But are you, yeah. are you about to do A-R-E? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. Like, um, okay. So I'm going to call it an acronym, but those of you who are, uh, know what I'm talking about are going to say, it's not actually an acronym. It's a, some of something or other, yeah. but A-R-E, are you there for me? Are you accessible? Are you responsive? Are you engaged? And A-R-E, accessible, responsible, engaged. Responsive. Responsive. All right. I'm with you. And yes. And engaged. I have it written on my whiteboard. So I'm looking at it. So, I've been thinking a lot about this idea because I've mentioned that I think a lot of couples struggled with this when COVID hit and now heading back into Delta um, because there was a complete flop of, hey, I think we've got this figured out. When I'm home and after I've had time to decompress, that's when I am there for you. That's when I am accessible. That's when I'm responsive. That's when I'm engaged is after I get home from work, after I've maybe turned, you know, like had a shower or put my pajamas on, uh, you know, had a chance to decompress. Now I'm ready to talk to you about your day. Now I'm ready to turn towards you. I am there for you. COVID hits and couples are in the same four walls as one another. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden there isn't this clear, 
distinction of when I need to be there for you, accessible, responsive, and engaged, and when I'm not there for you. I don't, that's not necessarily what I want to talk about right now, but what I want to talk about is, are there things in your life that are compromising your ability to be accessible, responsive, and engaged? And I'm just going to give a couple examples. Okay. Okay. All right. You were asking me. I was like, oh. No. What a really good a couple of things that might get in your way. Okay. We have, I'm just going to keep talking. I'm not going to okay. allow you to interrupt. Okay. There's digital distractions. So I had told you that I'm very purposefully not on social media, got rid of Instagram. This was because I found myself more engaged in my phone and I wasn't accessible, responsive, or engaged with my son. Mm. Um, There's other things, alcohol, pot. Um, I had an amazing conversation with a client talking about his pot use. There's a very important reason how and why he uses marijuana to help kind of manage some of his anxiety. Um, And so what ends up happening is that there are times in the day where it works really, really well. But then what ends up happening is that if he smokes anytime in the evening, he ends up not being responsive, not being Mm. accessible, not being engaged to his partner. He might be a really fun dad, like sit down and play Legos with his kid because he's super honed in on the Legos, but he's also not able to read and be present for his partner. And I was like, man, this is a really interesting concept if there's like a tipping point. And so that's what I wanted to focus on is having our listeners really start to question what are things that might be getting in the way of me being accessible, responsive, and engaged with my partner? Hmm. I don't know. Thoughts. Thoughts, ideas. Oh, now it's my turn? Yep. I just had to get it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I, isn't there like a thing though where like the Gottman method and the emotionally focused therapy method are kind of in tension with each other? Aren't there like a, aren't they like have a little bit of a turf war? I feel like that always comes up when we're having this conversation in in, kind of, in sort of inside the the clicks. No, nope. you know, no, nope. no. I think I think most often they really respect one another's work, um, and uh, yeah, I think that's what I would say is that they work really really well together. What I want to know from you is what are you seeing in your office as different examples? Because I think that, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm fine. Like I'm accessible. I'm responsive. I'm engaged. But then you start throwing examples out of how something might be getting in the way and kind of tipping that over. No, I get it. And in fact, this has been an interesting uh, learning curve for me because when I first started learning about bids, for example, inside the Gottman method and this idea of turning Mm -hmm. toward and turning away. Um, turning away was very narrowly defined. Turning away mm-hmm. was very narrowly defined basically as I don't, I don't listen to you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just don't you. respond to you at all. Yeah. Um, but they, they've expanded it quite a bit actually, which is um, really interesting because I think just the other day they put out a graphic on social media, by the way, have we ever talked about social media on the podcast? I don't think so. I think this is your first time. Yeah. Um, they just put something out. Yeah. I like following them because they're doing good work, of course, but they offered up that there's now way like sort of uh, categories of ways to turn away from bids. And this has been really helpful mm-hmm. for me because I've started to introduce it primarily because of the phone. Yeah. The phone creates this brand new dynamic that didn't exist during the research. 
right? Where people mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. literally had in the palm of their hands access to anything Everything. they wanted, mm-hmm. um, all information on the planet. Yeah. And so they've, so the Gottman method has sort of redefined uh, the idea of turning away from bids to include preoccupied responses, disregarded mm-hmm. responses, and interrupting mm-hmm. response. So um, <laughs> interestingly, totally. Like I've interrupted you a handful of times. I, that's not huh? a thing I would put in the category of turning away, though. I acknowledge I feel like you're responsive. Here's the thing is uh, I'm just going to okay. as a caveat, like when we interrupt yeah, okay. one another, I don't think I don't feel like I can't access you. I don't feel like you're not responsive to me. I don't feel like you are not engaged. I think what we're having is a dialogue. And yeah. um because of the way that our dynamic works, it's okay to interrupt one another. I still feel like you're there for me. And I think that's an important caveat is there might be behaviors that you, um, let's say observe in somebody else's relationship. And you're like, man, that's so dismissive. Oh man. Like your partner's not even there for you. They're not Hmm. engaged. And in your relationship, it might be totally different. And I just, I want to be able to say there's nuances. It's how you perceive I do appreciate that. And this is, actually, I, I'm going to say dumb. This is actually really helpful. Well, good. It's supposed to be yeah. helpful. No, but like um, we've seen it in the office, right? Where people will be talking and one partner will be talking and then the other one will want to interject or mm-hmm. add value or, you know, pivot or reframe. And they'll say, don't interrupt me. I'm not finished. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that of course is a different thing. And as a therapist, sometimes I don't know if it's interrupting because I am okay right. with kind of the, we're sorting this out and there's a, we're batting a ball around and the ball is kind of, and I don't really know how to, what's the signal that you're done? You know, Mm -hmm. is it five second Mm -hmm. pause? (laughs) You know, is it it, okay now I'm done? You have to knock on a table. It's a, it's, that's like a, it's like rummy cube or something where you have to knock. Um, Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Hey, so, okay. So let me just go back. Let me, I want to stick with you here. So uh, ARE, accessibility. Yep. Can I access you? Like, yeah. uh, I think here's one, like this was a frustrating point of contention. I will I probably will talk about my husband golfing every, every, every episode, but for a while I could not get a hold of him while he was golfing. And I was mm. really frustrated by that. I would try calling him. I would try texting him. He was not accessible, could not permeate that boundary that he had established. So I had a conversation with him while he was not golfing. And I just said, Hey, mm-hmm. um, it's really hard like it really makes me feel yucky. I don't like this experience that I'm having when you're golfing because I'm really trying to change my perception and encourage you to go be golf, take this time for yourself. And I need something from you. I need to be able to access you while you're golfing, whether it might be me just simply sending a text and saying, Hey, I'm thinking about dinner. I'd like to start cooking dinner around six. Do you think you're going to be home by seven? I need that access in order, like help me help you in order to give you mm. this experience that, that is guilt-free that I'm encouraging for you to take for yourself. So that is an accessibility issue. Can I access you when I need to? Yeah, I'm into it. And, and you know, I mean, I think we might hear, well, I wasn't near my phone or I wasn't looking at my phone. I'm like, okay, well mm-hmm. then you need to do that. There's 18 mm-hmm. holes. How about at the end of every three holes, you pull out Just your phone and you double check if your partner is yeah. trying to reach you. Yep. That's cool. I'm into it. I think the other thing too, kind of what you said around the COVID piece is this idea of accessibility. It's hard just sometimes it's hard to know where your partner's head at if you just don't let A, let them know or B, you don't know. 
And one of the things that COVID has kind of taken away from us is exactly what you're describing is kind of the natural rhythm of comings and goings. Right. Um, and I, I, we, we don't have like a very formal ritual in this way, but our whole family sort of understands that there's kind of a Mr. Rogers moment at the end of our day. Like when, mm-hmm. when any one of the four of us walks in, usually we're carrying a bag, you know, usually we're, we're trying to disconnect from the thing we were doing before, whether it's sweaty soccer practice or, you know, trying yeah. to get a shopping trip done or whatever. Um, and I think we all are kind of beginning to understand like, no, we need to let that thing end. And then mm-hmm. the new thing can begin. But here's the other piece. I don't think we've talked about this, but I think we're in this. I think it's relevant to what we're talking about right this second, but also kind of the cultural moment we're in. Have I, have I talked to you about this before? Like, I think we had this fantasy that there was going to be back to normal mm-hmm. and I don't think back to normal is going to happen. I think there's going to be before and after. I think we're going to kind of mm-hmm. talk about, Oh, before, but then there's going to be COVID. a whole new normal. Well, but I think right now we're just in the middle. I think we're just sort of in yeah. the middle of before and after. Yeah. And that's really confusing for everybody. So yes, mm-hmm. there needs to be a before and after when you come home from say work, but there might be a middle, which is, let me put my back down. Let me mm-hmm. change my clothes. Mm-hmm. Let me sing my song. Let me go to the bathroom <laughs> and let me then turn towards you in a way yeah. that's not distracted. That's not, you know, so I, I, I dig it. I think there are really sort of both practical and thematic ways to reinforce that um, in terms of accessibility. And then what's the second one? Yeah. Responsive. Responsiveness. So okay. um, I see right. this. I'll have that conversation. Uh, here's, here is one that I find um, that a lot of couples fall down in is responsiveness when your partner's in pain. Pain is a hard mm. thing to respond to. It mm. is very difficult. Most people are very uncomfortable when their partner mm-hmm. is in pain. And there is a natural inclination to one, try and talk your partner out of their pain. If, you know, like, or, um, silver lining, like just look on the bright side and trying to like, um, you know, well, get, dismiss the pain. If you dismiss it, then maybe it doesn't exist. Hmm. Or if you talk them out of it, maybe it doesn't exist. So I find that being responsive to your partner's pain can be very difficult. And hmm. especially if you are the source of pain, if your partner comes to you and says, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that um, you've been sleeping in the guest room every night that we're not in a fight. It makes me feel like shit when I wake up in the morning and you're not next to me and your partner then gets defensive rather than Mm -hmm. responding to your exclamation of pain. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that responsiveness is something that oftentimes is very difficult. That's where it breaks down. It reminds me of that uh, Claudia Graf grounds. She says couples have, they don't have 300 fights. They have three fights. And the third mm-hmm. one is, why can't you just hear my pain? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's all you have to do to respond is just hear it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you tell me that you and Holden have a little code about, are you hurt or are you injured? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's yeah, that, right? Like, Hey, talking... uh, okay, cool. Are you hurt? Or are you injured? Like, is there a, right. oh, what do I need sorry to do? about that, buddy. Or is there like a, we need to do this. Do you need a bandaid or do you need a hug is kind of what mm-hmm. we're getting at there. And mm-hmm. yeah, just being there for your partner's pain, being responsive and just saying, oh man, like rather than responding in, oh man, I'm, I'm the source of your pain and then going and defending that because I don't want you to be in pain. So I'm going to defend and let you know like, hey, I, I, that wasn't my intention. 
Instead, pause, like respond to the freaking bleed out that is happening in front of you. Mm. Respond to the fact that your partner's coming to you and saying, I'm in pain. Respond to them first. Like I love, you have said this before and I've used it a lot with my couples, that you have to earn the right to talk. You have to earn the right to be able to share your point of view, your perspective. And the way you do that is first responding to your partner with whatever they brought to you. Yeah. I had this moment yesterday with a couple, um, and they'll recognize it because I know that at least she listens to the podcast and then he says he listens to the podcast, but what he really does is listen to her talk about the podcast. So it's um, just good enough. But she said he, by the way, they're doing really good work. So you guys, you're doing good work. I just want you to know that. Um, (laughs) But he extended an invitation uh, that was unusual. And basically it was, how are you? He said, how are you feeling essentially? Mm. And she Mm. said, okay, all right. That's a bid. I'm going to tell you how I'm feeling. And she did. Mm -hmm. And she like, she swung for the fences. She didn't hold back. And then he immediately said, okay, I'm going to respond to that by telling you what I think of this metaphor that you just used. That's not exactly what he said. And he didn't say it that harshly, but I just said, Hey, hold on just one second. I think you should respond to the metaphor. I think it's going to help bring clarity. I think that's going to be a good thing, but you ought to, here's what you want to do first. Oh, that is a lot. What you're feeling is a lot. There's a lot yeah. going on there. And that sound, that feels really heavy and uh, gross. Mm-hmm. Even grosser that I make you feel that way sometimes. Yep. Can I tell you about the metaphor thing, like what it did to me? Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Uh, responsive, but that's mm-hmm. not what I wanted to start saying. I want to interrupt you so bad right now. Cause I have do an it. Idea. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. All right. Here's how I'm going to interrupt. It is very difficult. Zach, is it you, interrupting you have, when you ask permission to interrupt? That is, that's the philosophical question of the day. It is not. I okay. got permission. Go ahead. I, with that said, thank you so much for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. If it's hard to respond to your partner and empathize with the, what they're feeling first, the thing that I was, I realized was, Hey, just imagine that your wife was complaining about somebody else and it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to empathize when you just for a second, sure. like if, if Ryan comes to me and he said, man, this sucks. Uh, my boss has been on my back all day, micromanaging me, asking mm-hmm. me like uh, all these questions, telling me how to do things. And I will very easily be able to empathize and say, Oh, am, like micromanaging you, you're you're a boss. You're a grown ass man. You know what to do. Why, mm-hmm. why is this guy micromanaging you? I can empathize with that. But if he comes to me and says, get off my back, lady, you're micromanaging me. I'm a grown ass <laughs> man. It's hard for me to then sit and say, man, you're absolutely right. That <laughs> sucks. You are a grown ass man. You know what to do. So I've, I've found this trick that if you get defensive and have a hard time listening to your partner's pain, when you are the one causing the pain, Try and pretend like your partner's talking about somebody else and respond to that instead. That is my golden tip of the, of the day. I'm into it. Thanks. All right. So, um, am I accessible? Am I responsive? Am I what? Are you engaged? Are you just sitting there listening to your partner chatter on while your eyes glaze over and you're going through your list of to do's that you want to clean in the garage or are you engaged in what they're saying? Yeah. Or are you engaged in their life? Do you know what's going on? Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. Yep. I, it. Again, I think my brain immediately went to the phone again. Like I think 
um, there's something about it, of course, that's just addictive, straight up addictive dopamine, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So there does have to be kind of a, a pivot. And again, we're not really talking about the phone, but what does it mean to be sort of addicted to your partner, right? Your partner's Ooh. voice or let kind of the dopamine. I don't know. That'd be an interesting thing to try and tap into. Like my partner mm-hmm. connecting with my partner is a dopamine hit for me. Um, mm-hmm. So that does that does in, uh, invite a measure of engagement or at least a measure of consistency that I feel like could be part of the equation here. Yeah. Our buddy, Nate, Nate Bagley says, be your partner's drug dealer. And what he means by that is okay. give your partner dopamine hits all day long. Give them the opportunity to mm. have an internal ex- like expression, uh, something happening in their body when they're coming in contact with you. And how do you give your partner these dopamine hits? And you can do that through physical touch. You can do that through um, appreciations, gratitude, make them feel good. Um, help them to understand that what they're doing is, is serving the relationship, serving you by saying, hey, you know that thing that you did last night? Yeah, baby. Like that <laughs> did it for me. And now they're like, oh, you liked that? Boom. Yeah. Dopamine hit. Awesome. I think that actually helps me. It helps me locate something that I've been, that's been missing for me in this whole conversation, which is there's a lot of onus or impetus on sort of how can I, the one partner, be accessible, responsive, and engaged in sort of interacting with my partner. I think, though, this is the part that's missing. I think we have a responsibility as well to set our partners up for success in order to be able to do that. Right. Kind of like mm-hmm. what we said a little bit about the golf bag, like, Hey, how about every third hole you just pull your phone out or how about you just set a timer on your watch that every 45 minutes, you know, if, if you can't remember what hole you're on, like, but well, why don't we set you up for success to be accessible yes. versus like, you know, how about this? Like somebody says, I texted you and you didn't text me back in time. Well, what's Mm -hmm. that? Is it four seconds, four minutes, 45 minutes, four days Mm -hmm. a week? I don't know. My daughter introduced me to a phrase yesterday I'd never heard of before, which was double text. Did you double text them? I was like, what do you mean? What does that mean? Well, did you text them twice without a response? Because that's kind of, that could be annoying. And I was like, I don't don't think I live in. Well, and specifically I was talking about how I was trying to reach somebody and they didn't get back to me. Right. Laura Heck. <laughs> I, I tried. The roles tried. have reversed so much in this relationship. I, I tried to float you. above it. I really did. Well, did you double text her? Because maybe that's, maybe she's annoyed that you texted her. I was like, mm, yeah. I don't really think that's it. Yeah. My new thing with you, do you know what it is now? It's just dot, dot, dot. Like, yeah. Oh no, dot, I got, dot. I got your dots. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> Okay. Set them up to be accessible for you. Set them up for success to be responsive to you, which means mm-hmm. give them their Mr. Rogers moment when they come home from right. work. You know, yes, yes. Set them up Honor to be that. engaged with you by not making this floating bar, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, or even like we talk about like the stress reducing conversation. There's a real reason why there's a limit on that. Is that yeah. we have attention spans mm-hmm. and. You know, like if you are asking for full engagement, if you're asking for your partner to focus on hearing you, listening to you, I've, I've told couples sometimes like, Hey, if you're going to talk about something tough, 
Go for a walk and say, by the time we go around the block, we're done talking. And mm. do you know how much engagement you're going to get if there's a time limit on that? It's and pretty, how fast I mean, that's, walk? that's success. Yeah, it's a fast walk. <laughs> hey, I do want to say this, and this is not about you, although it may fit, sound like it. This conversation that we've had for the last half an hour, I think there's something very real and very challenging for folks who have an ADHD diagnosis about and around Ah. all three of these things. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just coming up a lot more in my office. I feel like I have a responsibility to learn about ADHD um, because it is problematic for couples, particularly for the one who's suffering from this uh, malady to Mm -hmm. marshal their energy around, you know, these kind of, this kind of emotionally focused presence in a relationship. And so I want to have some empathy and grace for that. And also, that may mean you have to work that much harder, both as the person who's trying to master these skills and then also as the partner who's trying to set them up for success. So um, Mm. that's probably another podcast for another time, but. um, You didn't expect this to be so much fun to talk about, did you? I told you I'm like all, I'm jazzed a few things. I brought the heat today, baby. Digging it, I'm digging it. Yeah. Hey, let's land this plane. We've hit a a new benchmark of 31 minutes. And seven of it was you interrupting me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. All right. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Huge shout out to Susan Johnson and her work, um, training therapists all around the world that specialize in EFT work. Um, There is a referral network if you are looking to find someone who is uh, certified as an EFT therapist or specializes in that. If you are just simply wanting to read a book, Hold Me Tight is a phenomenal book that dives a little bit deeper into um, some of the concepts that we talked about today. And as always, we are partnered with BetterHelp. You can go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to find a therapist in your area and begin working with them immediately. There is no wait for you to find a therapist, which unfortunately for many therapists right now, there is a huge wait line for most of us. With that said, thank you so much for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.